Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the recovery guy, and you have entered into the fix. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy, and welcome back to Recovery Guy Podcast. It has been a minute since I have recorded a podcast, and although I make no apologies for it, it is good to be back with you. My last podcast was October 4th of 2022, and that is the longest um, I can remember going between uh, podcast, uh, but I'm glad to be with you today, and a lot has been going on. I've been busier than ever in personal recovery, as well as sponsoring, coaching, and other things that I've been doing along life's journey, and I hope this journey has caught you in active recovery as well. Uh, since uh, my last podcast, I've started a Zoom meeting on Friday night. So please, please, please consider attending our Zoom meeting on Friday nights. It is uh, 5 p.m. Mountain. That would be 7 p.m. Eastern, and you can figure out the other time zones. You can find the meeting ID number uh, on the As Bill Sees It Instagram uh, post, recovery underscore guy on Instagram, or if you're ready to write this number down, write this number down. I will give you the meeting ID number. Uh, there is no password required. The meeting number is, are you ready? 879-54-53-2608. That's 879-54. Four five three two six zero eight. Hope to have you there. And of course, you can uh, go to recoveryguide.org for all of my podcasts and blogs. This is uh, podcast number 246. You can go to your favorite podcast channel to uh, download and share Recovery Guide podcast. Also, you can catch all of my podcasts and even about 32 videos on YouTube. It is Real Recovery Guy. So you can catch me on my website, uh, on my Facebook page, Recovery Guy, uh, on YouTube, Real Recovery Guy, podcast channels, you name it, Recovery underscore Guy on Instagram. I'm easy to reach, easy to contact. I am so glad that you decided to be here today. And today's podcast is about where's the butt? Where is the butt? And let me let me give you a little background on that. I, of course, I'm not talking about the anatomical uh, butt, <clears throat> not talking about the anatomy. What I'm talking about is the conjunction butt. Do you remember growing up at any phase of your life, childhood, adolescence, teen, late teen, young adult, full adult, there was always a but in describing me 
And it was usually a contrasting term. And that's really what, when we look at the grammatical implication and the assertion of the word, but it is that. It is, it means on the contrary or yet. They would say things like, Bobby is a good student, but he doesn't pay that good attention. Or Bobby would be good in class, but he always wants to have the last word. Bob would be a much better student, but he seems to be distracted quite easily. Bob this, Bob that. Bob is a very nice guy, but he doesn't seem to show up. Bob would be a good father, but he doesn't seem to be that attentive to his children. Bob would be a good husband, but he's not very sympathetic or empathetic towards the needs of his wife. Bob would be a good brother, but he's very unreliable. Bob would be a good son, but he doesn't seem to be that respectful or caring towards his parents. Bob would be a good friend, but he seems to only care for me because I have something that he wants. Bob would be a good employee, but he doesn't always show up when we need him to show up. Bob would be this, Bob would be that. Bob would be a really nice guy, but he drinks too much. Bob would be more responsible, but he seems to use a lot of drugs. Anytime you described me, there was always a but that would contradict what you just said. Bob was a nice guy, but he drank too much. Bob was this, but he is that. So, but essentially means disregard previous information, new information coming. There was always an added to, I'm going to say something nice. Now I'm going to tell you what's preventing him from being this person on a regular basis. It would be an exception or an unless or without a particular circumstance. That is what the word but is used for. But is used to introduce a contrary or additional thought regarding what you previously said. Again, it would be a contrast. It would be contrary to what you wanted me to be or what my potential was being. Maybe the word but wasn't used much in your life. Maybe one of the synonyms for for the word but like although, however. Bob's a very good person, although you know once he starts drinking, you can't rely on him anymore. Bob is a very good friend. On the other hand, he can be very self-serving and very selfish in his things that he does. Bob would be this, Robert would be that, though you have to pay attention 
that when he starts drinking, all bets are off. Bob would be a very good employee. However, he allows alcohol and drugs to get in his way. You know where I'm going. You know what I'm saying. This maybe was part of your life. So where's the but? Well, when we come into recovery, one of the things that we need to do is to leave the butt at the door because I couldn't allow any more to have a contrary or conflicting statement in describing me. That was characteristic of my whole life. Sometimes it was because of my circumstance that were out of my control, but as I grew and used alcohol and drugs as behavior modification that would dispel the myth that I was always going to be nothing, or at least make it a palatable reality, un until I could overcome that, the word but was always going to play a role in describing who I was or how I behaved. One of the things that we learn in recovery is to be consistent with what you thought I was or wanted to be or portray and how I actually was. That is called alignment or consistent um, description of how you saw me and how I was. And personal recovery is coming to terms with those things because I or we, we didn't want to be exclusionary. We didn't want to be described with conflicting or contrary beliefs. I, I have a friend of mine, uh, Scotty B, who runs Welcome Home Sober Living in Southern California. And he deals with women, his primary ministry, who are seeking reunification with their children that they've lost through the court system as a result, in most cases, of being addicted to alcohol and or drugs. These, these are good moms, but you see where I'm going, right? They were good moms. They were loving. They were caring women, but they allowed relationships alcohol, drugs. See, all the court sees, all the court would see is who they were after the butt. They'd say, I know that you care, but your actions indicate that you don't. See, so, so all of my caring, I never wanted to be a terrible husband. I never wanted to be that guy who walked down on his children. I never wanted to be that employee that can't even count how many jobs I had. I never wanted to be that student who would disappoint his teachers or that athlete who would disappoint his coaches or that son who wanted to disappoint his mom or dad or that, that sibling who would, who would disappoint his brothers and his sisters. I, I never wanted to be that person, but I was also addicted to alcohol and drugs and other negative behavior that took who I wanted to be and who other people thought I had the potential to be to this person who would be contrary to that description. So when I came into recovery, they told me, 
You got to get rid of the butt. You have to get rid of how people want to view you and what your potential is to who you really are. And so I began that journey. And we begin that journey by taking that initial inventory of who we really are, right? You, you know, I'm a 12-stepper. I was first introduced to 12-step recovery through Gamblers Anonymous. And then, of course, Alcoholics Anonymous. I've been to NA. I was bulimic and a compulsive overeater. So I went to OA, uh, you name it, addicted to uh, pornography. So I even went to SA meetings back in the, back in the mid-80s. I pretty much qualify for every program out there. What I found for me and my personal journey is when I applied the principles and the foundational beliefs and the guidance of Alcoholics Anonymous, these other things sort of dropped off over time, right? Because every every other A, whether it's EA, SA, OA, NA, GA, you name it, everything gets its balance, everything gets its direction from the mother of all those programs, which is Alcoholics Anonymous, which comes from the word of God and, and so on and so forth. We could dial this back as much as we want. But my initial uh, introduction to recovery was Gamblers Anonymous. I figured out that didn't work, right? Because it, it would actually expose my drinking. So I had to quit that. But then finally, when I hit the bottoms of all bottoms, actually the second to the last bottom, I would relapse on uh, April 19th and finally come back to the program of Alcoholics Anonymous, April 25th, 1986. And I've been clean and sober ever since by the grace of God and the fellowship of this program. But you see where I'm going. Everything that I've done that we do in recovery is designed to remove the butt from our life. And we do so by admitting what other people have known for a long time. <laughs> you know, I was I was mentioning this the other day to to a friend of mine and and they said um you know if you're not sure you're an alcoholic stick around because you'll do till one shows up. And and in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous it says we had to admit to our innermost self that we were alcoholic. This is the first step in recovery. And so that inventory you know, because I hated the word, but stop it, stop it, stop it. Because I wanted to be that person who you described in the beginning. I didn't want to be the person after the butt, right? I wanted to lose, to drop the butt because it caused me so much pain that instead of confirming who we wanted me to be or thought I could be or what my potential was, I laid more foundation and belief and evidence for everything that came after the word, but, and that's how you knew me. You know, I remember my brother George saying, you know, if there was something we could do for Bobby, we would do it, but he seems to be so addicted to alcohol and drugs. There's nothing we can do to help him. And that was the truth because they would do anything for me, but they knew that anything they did would be futile because I was so addicted to substance and a negative behavior. But then we come back into recovery. Let's swing back into recovery and talk about that. When we look at step one, and you can follow this through any of the monotheistic religions of the world, 
the Buddhist network, you name it. They all have elements in that. Matter of fact, uh, someone on on uh, Instagram earlier today was talking about how AA didn't work and you have to go find your own plan of recovery, your path of recovery. You know what? That's BS because just because you package oatmeal differently or food differently, it's still food, right? Just because it's called a different title. And the same thing with recovery. All paths to recovery are the same. They're just packaged in a way that's more palatable to you or to me. Doesn't make one any better or less effective than the other because every true plan of recovery involves taking an inventory, coming to believe in some type of power who can do for you what you can't do for yourself, reconciling your past, deepening that relationship with the power that's greater than yourself, saying you're sorry to the people you have harmed along the way, and then making a personal amends to them to be a better person, that person that you didn't have to say but about, and then daily taking the inventory, seeking the strength and the relief and the knowledge and the direction of that higher power, and then go making a difference in the life of another person while continuing to practice these principles. You show me a monotheistic religion or any approach to recovery that does not in one way, shape or another include those dynamics. And I will make an on-air apology to you directly. But the likelihood is you can't. Therefore, everything works if you work it. Now, I'm a 12-step guy. I'm a Christian. I have particular faith. I believe in 12-step recovery. But that doesn't mean there aren't other things out there that work. Find something that works for you. Learn as much as you can about it. Find a mentor within that who has proven to be successful following that path. And then, of course, follow the path. Whatever we need to do to, to remove the but, the exception from our life, we need to do. So we, we come in. And we admit we're powerless over our addiction and that our life had become unmanageable. You know, that's kind of a downer for a lot of us, kind of a downer. But we have to do that to begin divining the line and, and, and starting to erase that word. But until I recognize what the problem is, I stand little to no chance of overcoming the problem, period. You know, one of the things about engineering or science is identifying what the problem is. When I go to my doctor, right, Dr. Jones will say, okay, where's the problem? What have you been feeling? What are, what are some of the aspects of your condition that we can properly diagnose you so we know how to treat you? And then we will evaluate that treatment moving forward to make sure we are on the right path. Well, isn't that what we do in recovery? Of course it is. First, we admit, hey, I'm not feeling good. Maybe I should go to the doctor. Hey, doc, I'm not feeling good. This is what I think is wrong. These are the challenges that I've had. I I, I sort of submit to them. I, I'm powerless over them. That's why I'm coming to you. He looks at me, Dr. Jones looks at me and says, hey, Thanks for coming to me. Thanks for not believing you can get over this by sitting on your couch or doing nothing. 
I think I have a solution. Let's go ahead and address it. I'm going to prescribe this, this, and this for you. Take this for the next five days, 10 days, 20 days. Let me know how you're doing. Isn't that recovery? Isn't that what we do? We identify that there is a problem. And then we come to believe that there is a solution for that problem. We then begin to put our faith and our trust in that which we have gone for a solution to. And then we kind of take a look at ourselves completely and thoroughly to make sure we've gotten down to the core. Was there anything else I needed to tell the doctor to make sure I have a full recovery, right? Like when I go to my dermatologist and I have my melanoma cancer looked at, is there any other issues or any other C? How deep do we need to go to make sure that we we remedy this? We, we only are doing a checkup. We don't have to go back in and dig this out one more time because it's not going to be nearly as fun. We want to make sure we get it as much as we possibly can. And then we go ahead and we say, hey, I had a problem here. I think I know what the problem was. Let's go ahead and explore it. And that is what our recovery is. So any way we look at this from a spiritual, an emotional, a mental, a physical, uh, a, a medical aspect, we can come up with the same solution. I have to admit that I had a problem. I have to believe that that problem can be restored. And then I need to put my faith and my trust in a solution that I believe that can remedy that. And then I have to look at my lifestyle and make sure that I'm being consistent with how I want to feel, right? I remember when I was morbidly obese. You know, um, Bob would be very healthy, but he eats very badly, right? I mean, all of those things, you know, uh, Bob would be, um, very active, but he weighs 150 pounds more than he should be, right? Bob would be very healthy, but he's got this enlarged heart because he's carrying way too much weight. You know, all of these things. So we need to look at our life in a totality and drop the butt. That is one of the things that we need to do in our life as a person of recovery, to drop the butt, be consistent. So when people look at me and look at you and say, you know what? That, that Robert, what a great guy he is. Boy, Robert really is honest. And then they attach this thing called a period because that's the end of the sentence. There's no conjunction. There's no comma. There's just a period. Oh, Wendy. Wow, what a great person she is. I'm so proud of who she is, period. Isn't that wonderful? And I know, Wendy, you're out there and, and, and you'll hear this podcast, but that's how we view you today. That's how, that's how we've always wanted to be viewed, isn't it? I just wanted to be seen as I hope to be seen. I did not want to get a conflict in my way. Did I do some terrible things? See, now if there's a but, let the but be a positive but instead of a negative but. You know, I know how how Robert wants to be, but you know when he gets carried away. No, I know Robert's done some bad things, comma, but he said he was sorry and he no longer does those things. So if if there is a but, let it be the meat of the sandwich, not a piece of the bread, right? Let it be the middle where they introduce how I used to be 
or what I did, but what I'm like today. Robert used to be a person you who always wanted to be thought of as caring of kind, but you know, drugs and alcohol got in his way. But for the last 36 years, he has chosen to live a different path. Isn't that how we want to be referred to as? So when we remove the but, and it doesn't happen overnight. And some people, I have some in my life, unfortunately. Some people will never remove the but. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, we don't own that side of their street. We just don't. All we can be is the best possible person we can be. And what I can do is look at it and say, is there anything that I could do or am not doing or am doing that is prohibiting them from using the word but, you know, and leave it up to them. You know, I know Robert really cares for me, but he hurt me so badly. Well, that's been 20 years. That's been 30. I, I, I can't own that. It's, it's beyond my capability. It's not one of my controllables. Therefore, I need to let it go. I need to own what I need to own so I can be the best possible version of me that I possibly can be. We have to take ownership of who we were, why there was a but in the first place, what we want to become, how we become that, and what do we do on a daily basis to remain that type of person? When we do that, words like but, although, however, nevertheless, on the other hand, though, all of those contrasting words that are considered to be conjunctions that would say, I know he wants how he, how he wants to be, but on the contrary, this is who he really is. No, today, who I, how I want to be seen is how I am seen. Am I perfect in it? <laughs> Heck no, hang out with me half the day and, and you'll figure a number of different ways how I can improve. But you know, I am improving every day. As my dear sponsor, Slow Will says, step 10, continue to take personal inventory. And when we were wrong, promptly admit it. So to help make sure that the butt stays where the butt belongs, I take a personal inventory. And Will says, we, we take a daily inventory of our present so it doesn't become a negative inventory of our past. Because I will never go back to that person providing I stay in active recovery to be the person I am and who I seek to be moving forward. I am a recovered alcoholic. I am a recovered drug addict. I am recovered as a gambler. I'm recovered as a compulsive overeater. It's been decades since I've thrown up. You name it. I have recovered from the seemingly hopeless state of mind and body that found it necessary to have the word but in my life. But today, there is no but. There's just me and my recovery. 
and how I am is how I desire to be viewed. And when I step out of that line, my sponsor will or Laura or one of my dear friends that I am accountable to will come alongside me and say, hey, I see you want to be this, but I see that. And I say, let me make the correction so I can drop the but. Does that make sense? I hope it does because it helps me so much and helping you helps us, right? And that's what we are here for. We are here for the we. We are here for the us. We are here to be united as people who normally, as it says, would not mix. But there exists amongst us a fellowship, a friendliness, and an understanding which is indescribably wonderful. Isn't that a great way to spend the day? Hey, my name is Robert. I am the Recovery Guy. Make sure you join us on Friday nights, 5 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Eastern, on Zoom. The meeting number, once again, is 879-5453-2608. That's 879-543, excuse me, 879-545-32608. Go to recovery underscore guy on Instagram. Major podcast channels, go to my website for my blogs by Susie and me. You can even find out where to listen and you can even find me on YouTube at Real Recovery Guy. This has been a blast. I'm sorry it took me so long to get back to you. I will try to be more regular because I want to be who we need me to be so we can make maximum impact of everyone as we trudge this road to happy destiny. Remember, we were broken apart, but we get whole together. My name is Robert, and I am the Recovery Guy. Mm -hmm.